Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday morning, the 10th of June. Hope everyone's having a great weekend so far. We're going to be talking about the Rays. Best team in baseball right now. We're going to be talking about the NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs, as well as some golf with the LIV and the PGA. The number here, as always, is 877-448-7901. You can go to JimmyBSports.com and check in that way. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865. 800-291-2865. That's 800-291-2865. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, today is June the 10th, and the Rays are the best team in Major League Baseball. They've been the best team in Major League Baseball since the start of the season, but I just wanted to reiterate that. This weekend, of course, we're hosting the Rangers, who's the second best team in baseball. But coming into this weekend, the Rays are 46 wins with only 19 losses. And they've done a great job. If you look at what this team has done, we've said it many times on the show, they've out outperformed everyone's expectations of what they thought this team was capable of doing and actually what we're doing this year. So we swept the Twins on Thursday, 4-2. to two. We extended the win streak to six games. And like I said, it takes our record to 46-19. and 19. The Rays are getting help from everyone on the team, whether it's the role players, the everyday, the core of this team, um, the bullpen obviously is coming in and doing a great job. Rosarina has a walk-off home run in the mix of things as we beat the Twins. I think that game was 2-1 to one the other night. Uh, the only bad thing right now with the Rays is that Brandon Lau is shut down for a couple weeks. I think they said Two to three weeks is what they're looking at. Um, also, uh, Fauche is going to be on the IL because of an elbow injury. We're going to call up Patino in his place. But, you know, there's injuries on every team uh, throughout the whole season. But this team right now, the Rays, they're six and a half ahead of Baltimore going into the weekend. Eight and a half ahead of the Yankees. Yankees have their injuries as well. If you heard judges out for a little bit with an injury. Toronto is nine and a half games back. Boston, who just got done, is 14 games. How about the weather up there in Boston? It goes from being 90 degrees down to like 50 degrees. It's crazy up there, but we took care of business. Uh, like I mentioned, we took uh, we took out the Twins this past week. We swept them. We took three games from them. Previously to that, we took three out of four from Boston. 
and uh, we're just rolling right along. Whether you look at Yandy Diaz, he's still batting over 300, 316 right now. He's got 12 home runs. Rosarina with that great home run the other night, 43 RBIs, and it's only the you know, 10th of June. Unbelievable. So this whole team, you can go up and down the lineup and... You can pick out your player, whether it's you know, Franco, you know, if you want to look at him. It's nice to see Glass now back on the mound, you know, between him, McClanahan. You know, now we have some pitchers out there that when everyone's back and healthy, just imagine this team if we didn't have all the um, injuries that have been going on and, and whatnot. Um, now, Ramirez, Harold Ramirez had a great home run the other day uh, to, to, to get a W for us. So you can go up and down the line in this lineup. Franco is, uh, he's batting, what's his average right now? His average is 303. A Rosarina's 290. You mentioned Diaz at 316. Josh Lau is uh, 295. Ramirez, 295. So everyone is really helping out on this team. And I think that if you look at what's expected, we're getting exactly what we hope for. Now, there's always going to be some situations where you have a game where the bats just don't work or maybe a pitcher's having an off game and all the the all of a sudden, before you look at the scoreboard, we're, we're down by you know, a couple of runs. And now that's going to happen. But to be able to have the season that we've had so far, I know so many times in the past I've mentioned about the decisions that Cash has made, whether it's pulling a pitcher after a certain number of um, pitches thrown with the pitch count, lack of small ball. Those things seem to be... Um, waning a little bit this year. We're running the base pads better than I've ever seen this team. Not quite sure if it's because of the pitch clock and we're getting the jump. We're able to figure out what the opposing pitcher is doing and then take advantage of it that way. If they're just getting the green light more, if Cash finally realizes that these guys are unbelievable athletes and just turn them loose. Take your chances. Uh, I love seeing what I'm seeing so far this year from the base running. I think that's been my biggest surprise other than the record that they have right now. My The thing that I'm happiest about is the way that they go about each game and the series will take care of themselves if you go about each game and each game will take care of itself if you go out there and do your job each inning. And that's something that I think the Rays are able to compartmentalize well. They go out there and whether it's the first inning and the other team scores some runs, if it's the middle of the game where we have to play catch up, if it's late in the game where we have the lead, or if it's the last at bat where we need to score a run to win the game, you can never count this team out. They're gonna do something that is gonna probably surprise you one way or the other. And so far, most of those surprises have been on the plus side. Would love to hear your comments, 877-448-7901. How would you rate the Rays so far? What's your report card on the team at this point of the season? I have a hard time finding any issues with anything that's going on right now, so I'm gonna give them an A across the board and I, I think as long as the injury bug can 
uh, stay at a minimal. Can't ask for it to be nil because it's going to happen at some point. But as long as it can stay at a minimum, I think that this team has what it takes to not just make the playoffs this year, but to make some noise in the playoffs. Of course, I'd love to hear your comments on that. Go to JimmyBSports.com, weigh in on what you think, and if it's any good, we'll get it read on the air. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Pickleball Training Simplified is the Ernie. The Ernie holds 150 balls and shoots 10 to 65 miles per hour. Controlled by your smartphone, the Ernie has 24 pre-programmed drills that you can customize. The future of pickleball training is here. Go to the ErniePickleballMachine.com for more information. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Train, win, repeat with the Ernie. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Power 90.1. Welcome back, NBA fans. Good series going on with the Nuggets and the Heat. It was uh, two games to one. The, the Nuggets reclaimed control of the finals following their dominant 15-point win on Wednesday in Miami. I'll tell you what, if you watch that game, you saw two guys go out there, you know, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. They combined, they're the first teammates to record a 30-point triple-double in an NBA game. Not just a finals game or a, a postseason game or a playoff game, but in any game in the 76-year history of the NBA. So think about that for a second. You had two guys going out there pretty much putting their team on their back and carrying them to a two-game-to-one advantage. So the good news for the Heat is that in a 2-1 series really hasn't guaranteed uh, the team raising the banner. Ten teams have held a two-to-one advantage in the finals since 2011. Uh, yet only four of those teams, ten teams, have gone on to win the series. So if Miami wants to become the seventh team to overcome a 2-1 deficit, they're going to have to go out and play better basketball than they did uh, in game three. So you have to have, you know, there's an, I just uh, looking at an email as I'm talking to you from Bernie T from Pennsylvania. He says, Jimmy B, does Jimmy Buckets have to go out there and score a boatload of points or can he go out there and get a number of assists and help the team win that way? Well, Bernie, thanks for the email. Jimmy Buckets needs to go out there and be aggressive. Uh, he goes to the basket. He's been driving. I haven't seen him do what he did against Milwaukee, really, even in the Celtic series. I don't see that, um, what's the word, edge maybe, where he drives to the basket and then he, he's been stopping when he gets there and maybe a couple fakes, then dishes it out or whatever it may be. He needs to go to the basket hard, Get fouled, go to the free throw line and either convert a three-point play that way or get two from the stripe. Because if he goes out there and tries to be like Jokic, getting the ball, then looking for a teammate to be open or whatever it might be, he needs to set the the, the tempo, set the pace. Yeah, the the three-pointers have to come. So you're going to have to have stress out there hitting some three-pointers. Vincent's going to have to heat up. 
you're going to have to have some guys go out there and make some three-pointers that the non-drafted players for this team to have a chance to win because he, you know, Bam Abadayo, he's got to go out there and have a, a good game. He needs to put some pressure, make Jokic work, whatever that may be. Get him into foul trouble. I'd go right at him. They're going to call fouls if you go at Jokic. I don't see teams doing that. Now, I will say with Spolstra, Spolstra keeps other coaches up at night he goes out there and he makes adjustments to you know other teams adjustments before they're even made so Spolster's the real deal when it comes to you know coaching out there he knows his players he knows the team's not going to quit whether they're up by 15 down by 15 the team's going to be there at the end more times than not the way that they took out the Celtics the Knicks and especially the Bucks it tells you that the schemes work pretty good for the place that Spolster's drawing up. So, you know, Bernie, as far as the question goes, I'm of the ilk that Jimmy Buckets needs to go out there and drive to the basket. Now, he may be tired, might be banged up a little bit. I know his ankle was a little bit sketchy there in the last series. So he may be, you know, pretty much nothing left in the tank. That's why he may shoot some shots from the outside but I think for the Heat to have a legitimate chance to win and they need to win game four don't get me wrong if they go down three games to one to Denver I don't see them being able to rebound from that so I I do look for Butler to really drive and they should try to get they should try to get Nikola Jokic in foul trouble, however that might be. Because if you could get him out of the game, then all the pressure is on Murray to go out there and carry the team while Jokic is on the bench. So I think that should be the game plan. Thanks for the email. Watch the game. I'll tell you what, my, Miami, from the ownership down to the president there, Pat Riley, who's been in, I think, you know, 25% of all the finals between as a player and as an assistant coach, as a head coach, as a um, the president of the club. He's been around for a lot of these finals, so there's not going to be a lot that he doesn't see. It's just a matter of how it's conveyed down through the ranks from him to Spolstra to the team. And I think the most important thing that a coach can offer a team is their relationship of the coach and the team's best player. So that has to be strong or nothing else is going to work. What I think Spolstra does well, besides his X's and O's, is the fact that he's not afraid to call out um, someone like Jimmy Butler or call out Bam Abadayo. So whatever it takes, he's willing to do that. I have not seen... Uh, many coaches go out there and do that with their star players. You do see that with um, Denver. They just called out their team last uh, after they lost game two, and they responded. They responded. They came back, and you know they were able to win game three. Michael Malone and his staff they delivered a you know, a great post game saying that, you know, the team played terrible, they need to do better than that, and they're a better team than that. And sometimes when your star players hear that, uh, they'll go out there and perform better, like case in point what happened on, on Wednesday night. So I do look for 
the Heat to go out there and play a little bit more inspired. From time to time, they look tired. And again, at this time of the year, all the teams are tired, the two that are left anyway. So it's just a matter of going out there and um, you know, lacing them up a little bit tighter and going out there and play. Your thoughts, 877-448-7901. Sports at Power 901 is the email if you want to um, reach out that way. We also have the NHL, the Stanley Cup. They'll be playing tonight, which will be game four as well. Uh, the Panthers were able to, you know, steal a game. When I say steal a game, they really did not look good at all um, in game two when they played Vegas up there. But Brodsky got got pulled from the net, and you know they're an eight seed now. now they uh. They beat Boston, no doubt. Who was a one seed? They, they ousted. Um, uh, who else did they beat? I forget now who they beat. Uh, Toronto. They took out the Maple Leafs, so they can win. Uh, they had to win Game Three, which they did, and now they're looking to tie the series up, which I think they need to do that as well because you know Vegas, you know they defeated. The Jets in five, they think they beat the Oilers in six, and then Dallas in six as well. And I think it's just a matter of uh, a shot here. Now, sometimes the puck goes a different way, and uh, they really need at 8 o'clock tonight to go out there, I'm talking about Florida, and play their best game and tie this up. So when it goes back to game five on Tuesday in Vegas, uh, they're not down three games to one. You go down three games to one, you're most likely going to lose uh, that series. So, now, are you surprised about the Panthers' cup final run? Are you surprised that they came back to win a game? Team's very well coached. I think um, team's got a lot of heart, but you do need a hot goalie in the playoffs, and for some reason... Um, they did not have that in game two. So we're going to see if Sergei Bobrovsky is able to you now transform there into one of those special goaltenders that you talk about years from now, talking about the playoffs. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on that series as well. You want to go to JimmyBSports.com, shoot me an email. Let me know what you think the Panthers need to do in that series. Um, we're going to take a quick break when we come back there's been a lot of uh, requests and positive feedback about the interview that we did with lee whitwell who's a professional pickleball player and we're going to replay that when we come back on the jimmy b sports show you are in the gymnasium Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. That's 800-331-3981. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back to the show. You know, the Jimmy B Sports Show, the gymnasium. As you know, guys, we usually talk about and focus on football, baseball, NBA, 
hockey with the lightning down here, some local high school and college sports. But today we have a special guest, someone who is one of the best at their sport, an ambassador to the sport, a sport which, by the way, is the fastest growing sport in the country. We're talking about pickleball, and we are honored today to have professional pickleball MVP Lee Whitwell join us to help us understand a little bit more about the sport. Welcome to the show, Lee. Thanks for taking the time out of your hectic schedule to be with us today. My pleasure. Any excuse I have to talk about pickleball, I am all in. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. We understand that you are the goat of pickleball. Is that true? Well, you know, some people say that there are definitely better players out there. And more, you know, I came to the game mid, you know, I, I came to the game early, but not as early as some. So for those that call me that, I appreciate it. But uh, hats off to the to the original OGs that are that have been moving that needle and pushing the sport forward and helping it grow. Uh, Spoken like a true goat, no doubt. So I guess the first question, legend has it that you got your start in pickleball over a case of beer. I know that the listeners would love to hear that story. That that would be uh, correct. My my good friend, Lisa Palsik, had asked me to play in a tournament and I originally said yes because I thought it was tennis and then she said it's not tennis it's pickleball I was like well forget it why would I play a sport my dead grandma could play <laughs> I tried to convince me every which way and after about 20 minutes she gave up and she's like oh, listen I'll buy you a case of beer my final offer and I'm like you could have just led with that <laughs> you know <laughs> great story so, uh, yeah I didn't know the rules I didn't know anything I went and played and had an absolute blast and as you say, the rest is uh, the rest is history. The rest is history. We have to know what kind of beer was it. Oh, you know, it was it was a case of Coors Light. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I, I, I can I will sell out for nineteen ninety five. We know your price now. We know your price. Oh my I gosh. I had one I didn't realize it was that low <laughs> what a great story what a great story for people that don't know you you have a, a background in tennis that's where you got your start with the racket sports uh, tell us how that started and how, now the transition to pickleball what was it like playing tennis and then going to pickleball you know I was, I was very much a tennis purist you know and um, loved tennis it was my, my first love and you know growing up I played basketball volleyball tennis table tennis badminton you name it and uh, you know tennis tennis and volleyball stuck the longest through my teen years and then tennis edged you know sneaked ahead after college and um when I started playing pickleball probably you know it was very cavalier at the beginning mm-hmm. where I thought well, I mean, I, they used to pay me to hit tennis balls, so um, I can hit pickleball, and I can hit a pickleball harder than anybody can, so I'm just going to blast my way through the, through this. Um, come to find out that, you know, people in pickleball also have reflexes and can block the ball just as well, so that didn't work, um, but and it's, you know, I think the hardest thing was, was um, embracing the differences in the sport and really working on those differences as far as, like, for example, the soft game, the third shot drop, working the angles in the soft game to set up the point. Um, a drop shot in tennis is normally a winner or the ball comes back and the next ball is a winner, right? And in pickleball, your drop shot is the setup, is, is the, the cat and mouse chess game that you're playing. Mm-hmm. So it was really just embracing those differences and, and sort of owning them and not getting frustrated with them. That's, that was probably the hardest thing. And I think most tennis players 
have that same issue coming into pickleball. I see so many tennis players making the transition or, or playing both, honestly. But uh, the ones that do come over and play, you can always tell when they're out there and they have that tennis backhand and they they have the same type of um, maybe not the soft game and angles that you need for pickleball, but they have some of the basics. I know my wife was a uh, tennis player in high school and college and she's making the transition and um, I think what you said about finding those angles and being able to go out there and it's a whole new sport so although there are some similarities I would think that there are some uh, some nuances that you have to be aware of as you're out there playing Oh, 100%. I mean, at, at first glance, it looks like a tennis, you know, it looks like a, a cross between, you know, badminton, table tennis and tennis on a smaller court. And as tennis players, we can come and go and guess this is easy. It's an easy game. Uh, but the more you play, then the more you get into it, you realize that for as many similarities, there are way more differences. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. So what's your favorite part of pickleball? My favorite part of pickleball, this is going to be an answer that probably no one expects, is for me, it's having a front seat at the growth of it all and seeing how it's affecting people's lives in a positive manner on a daily basis. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love competing. I love playing pro tennis. I love pro tennis. Did I say that? Yeah. Pro pickleball. <laughs> um, you know, I love, I love everything that I do professionally in the sport. But um, what keeps me coming back is seeing how this sport changes lives on the daily and it's the one sport that has managed to break through every barrier right there's very little barrier to entry um like i've always said that you have one working eye and your dominant hands okay you can play pickleball true Uh, like it's for literally for everybody and it's it doesn't discriminate against age race religion color you know sex um blue collar white collar political affiliation Everybody goes out there and it's, it's become this huge backyard and this this social fabric that's been woven amongst communities and how it's brought communities together is fantastic because, I mean, let's face it, as adults, the hardest thing for adults to do is to make friends. And I always say, if you know, if you're new somewhere or you're going through something, pick up pickleball because you'll go down to your local parks and uh, you'll end up with 300 friends you didn't know you needed or wanted. That is so true. That is so true. There's all different levels from beginners, um, intermediate. What's your approach when you're teaching pickleball, Lee? I know you do a lot of coaching as well. Yeah, and it's it's, um, it's understanding where, where people are at, right? Um, like for, for, the, for the longest time, and, and this is a really horrible explanation, but this sport started in depth, and we're lowering, slowly lowering that age group, right, mm-hmm. down to the junior pathway, and we're lowering that, and we're because there's no junior pathway, there's no collegiate pathway, and we're slowly building all of that, which is fantastic. So, uh, you know, when you're teaching, a lot of the people that you're teaching are older and may not have come from an athletic background, and, and for me, it's very important to be extremely situational and, and meet everybody where they're at and understand what your restrictions are, what your goals are, and make every lesson relatable to you and not have a one-size-fits-all because it's, it, there is no one-size-fits-all. And, and you'll see progress a lot faster in your students as, you know, once you realize that you've got to approach everybody differently and give them different analogies and see what sticks. Right, so it's not one uh, fix for everyone. It's everything is um, specific, person specific, I suppose. Right. One hundred percent. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times I've taught an intro class, you know, a complete beginner class, and I always start by asking, you know, why are you here? You know, what got you into pickleball? A lot of it was like, well, my knees are bad. You know, I can't I can't play tennis anymore. I want you know, I, I still want to be. Active. I'm trying pickleball. Other people are like. 
my neighbor did it, told me I should start. And, and sometimes with, the, with some older females, they'll tell you this is the first time they're being active because Title IX didn't exist. Right. That's a great, so, that's a great point. Yeah. And it, and, and as adults, what you know, when we're, we're t- adults are terrible learners. We, we, we're very terrible at trying something new. We don't want to look stupid. We're self-conscious, all of the above, right? And yes. it's people it's feel at ease in, in getting them comfortable and, and, you know, showing them that they, they actually can do it and, and trying to get rid of that self-conscious behavior. Well, you see people of all ages playing, like you said. You'll see someone 85 playing with a 17-year-old, and that's what makes it fun. You get to meet a lot of new people, and as you play against different people, you learn to play different ways, different styles, which only improves your game, which makes it our guests more fun, which is the ultimate goal. Absolutely. I mean, I just saw a, a friend of mine who plays pro posted that his son was looking for a 3.5 doubles partner, and his son is 13. He has partnered up with a 75-year-old man, and they're playing <laughs> weekend, and that just warms my heart. Wow, that's awesome. What do you look for? Speaking of doubles partner, when you're playing doubles, what do you look for when you're playing doubles for a partner? Um, definitely complementary styles, right? Um we, our, our games need to complement each other. And because I'm left I tend to play on the right side of the court. And my partner being a righty, we play on the left, so both forehands are in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you definitely want to play with somebody who's comfortable playing one particular side of the court that you're not comfortable on. Um, and then, honestly, yeah, chemistry, camaraderie, it's got to be fun. We want to we want to fight hard. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, not, about, it's not about the medals. It's not about... And I think other than the memories and you look back and you go, wow, we fought hard, we had fun and I can't wait to do it again. Yep. Um, but having said that, I did play with a 16-year-old last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I love small. it. That's awesome. And he's left-handed, so I did play on the left-hand side for the first time in a very long time, which is weird, but uh, I had a blast. No, and, and, you know, and he's proof that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pickleball 49 and he, was, he just turned 17 and... Um, we had a blast out there. It's uh, it's just so much fun being able to compete with, with people that you actually like on the court. Well, that is the fun part of pickleball, no doubt. Going to the other spectrum, um, beginners, when you're teaching, or what are the three biggest mistakes that you see beginners making, Lee? Uh, three biggest mistakes. The first one would be rushing the shot, right? They, they feel like they don't have time, so they will go and, and rush through the shot very fast because they need to get ready for the next shot. Mm-hmm. Instead focusing on the process and executing that process correctly because the better your process is, the, the, the better the result. Um, second of all, it'd be like rushing to that kitchen line. A lot of people think they've got to get there right away. And I mean, if you hit a really good third shot, 100% get there as fast as you can. But if your third shot's not that good, you know, you've got time to work your way in. You don't want to hit a ball, you know, for an overhead to your opponent and then rush in, you're just going to get killed with the ball. So a lot of it is recognizing whether the shot is, is good enough to move in or do they need to hold back for, for the next shots. No, I think that's a great point. And that's something that it actually takes a while to learn because you're taught when you're you know, on the playgrounds or on the municipal courts here that you hit the ball and you come to the court, serve and stay, uh, return and run to the line. And so many times you run to the line and all of a sudden the approach shot wasn't what it should be and you know, you're going to get tattooed with the pickleball. So I, I think you have to pick your spots, right? 100%. And, you know, and it's like, it's funny. It's like my, uh, my women's doubles partner loves to drive the third ball when it's the right ball to drive. So I'll blindly go in because I trust her shot. 
uh, sometimes she mishits the ball, and I walk right into the firing zone. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that happens, right? That happens. Well, that's awesome. Um, so let me ask you, say you have 15 minutes to practice, you're on a tight schedule. What are the things that someone should be able to go out there and work on if they have 15 minutes or a half an hour? What do you recommend? Uh, definitely the soft game, you know, really embrace that soft game. It, you know, and if you have, if you have somebody else that you're practicing with, get, get out there and, and work the soft game and, and maybe some reflex volleys. Okay. Uh, if you don't have somebody and you have the luxury of a ball machine, then, you know, you can definitely set up uh, a ton of drills, two, three, four, five ball drills that you can work on multiple things at once. Um, but honestly, it's just pick the one thing that you're struggling with and go out there and practice it so that you own it. And then you can move on to the next thing. I'm always a fan of the plus ones, right? As soon as I got down, let me add an next layer. And got that down, add an next layer. So you can plus one, minus one thing. So they become very chewable and very attainable. Wow, that's Great, great answer. That's awesome. I'd love to hear that. Listen, thank you for your time. I mean, I don't have any other questions at this point. Hopefully, you'll be turned to the show and answer some more questions as um, we're going to be getting some emails with beginner questions, intermediate questions. We have some high-level players in the area down here. If you're ever in the Tampa area, let me know. We'll get a case of Coors Light and I'll go play some pickleball. You know, I will have you, you, I will be on the show as often as you'd like me. I, I love to talk about pickleball. It's my passion. And I will definitely take you up on the case of Coors Light and Pickleball next time I'm in Tampa. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lee. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, welcome back. Thanks again to Lee for being a friend of the show and look forward to uh, having her come down here and uh, doing a couple clinics for everyone involved or wants to be involved in pickleball. Uh, Shoot me your emails if you have any interest in a uh, pickleball tournament or pickleball lessons possibly. You can go to jimmybsports.com and let me know if that's something that you're interested in. Other news this week, you have the PGA Tour and the LIV Golf, that they unite. So you're going to have the Tour, the LIV, and the DP World Tour announcing a merger. And it surprised everybody uh, in both leagues, or all three leagues, if you will, and it's crazy when you have people like Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka accepting hundreds of millions of dollars to defect to the LIV Golf in the last 18 months, and now all of a sudden, they're going to be merging. So, um, I guess it was on Wednesday... Uh, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan sat with uh, Yasser al-Rumavian, the governor of Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund, which is PIF, and they're actually financing the LIV Golf, and they announced that they're going to form a larger commercial enterprise. They have over $600 billion in assets, and I think they're going to be able to um, have a 20% stake, from what I heard, 
in the PGA Tour going forward. Now, what's going to happen with everything? How does that affect the Ryder Cup? We're going to have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, I, no one saw it coming, so they it, it got blindsided. It's like it would be like um, Saban taking the Auburn football coaching job. That's how surprising it was to everyone. So I think that. Um, Lot of lot of things being tossed around. Don't want to talk too much about it till we have all the details. But that's something that is uh, interesting to follow. If you like tennis, of course, we have the um, clay finals at the French Open with Novak Djokovic going against Rude. Um, Djokovic beat Alcaraz. Alcaraz had he was cramping up in that third set. Um, Friday, so the final is going to be tomorrow. Alcaraz was cramping up, wasn't able to continue, but there was some great match going on in the first two sets with those guys. Um, so that, that should be good. That'll be on tomorrow morning, I believe, at 9 a.m. So stay tuned for that. Any other sports you want to talk about, let me know. That's all the time we have, guys. It always goes by too quick. Thank you for all your responses, both the calls and the emails. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. As always, stay safe. Stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. Go Rays. Talk to you next time. <laughs>